1: Full service financial planning service company.
0: This podcast is produced and distributed by Biz Radio Asheville. To receive the free Biz Radio app, just text the word Asheville to 36260. That's Asheville to 36260. With the app, you can easily enjoy this program and other local programming podcasts on demand.
1: Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we're going to talk about some financial tools that can help everyday people, um, corporations, nonprofits, as well as educational institutions. Sky's the limit. So our first guest that we're going to have today on the Veronica Edwards Show is the extraordinaire radio veteran legend, Matt Matan.
0: Goodness gracious. That's quite the introduction. (laughs) I don't know if I can live up to that. No, but uh, it's so thrilled to be on your first episode of the Veronica Edwards Show. Uh, You've been a regular on my own show um, several times in the last few years. It's exciting to see you get a platform of your own on Biz Radio Asheville.
1: Yes. Thank you so much. I'm honored. This has been a dream of mine for some time, and I just appreciate your patience and persistence and making it so easy to do this virtually it's been awesome
0: now the the weird turn of play here today is that i'm your guest and you get to ask me the questions so it this is this is weird for me too i don't i don't i don't get to be interviewed very often
1: <laughs> yes well I, well I, you're in good hands so don't right. be nervous I, all right <laughs> well as, since the veronica Edwards show definitely talks about financial tools and with you owning so many businesses and um covering things from insurance and radio, being a CFO, a CEO, having all those hats. What would you recommend to people right now still in the middle of this pandemic where a lot of people aren't, you know, operating at um, their full capacity and still waiting on funding? What type of tools, in your experience, would you provide to folks?
0: Um, I would say, you know, I, th- I think we've talked enough over the years. You know, I'm a big fan of threes. I like things in threes, you know. And so three things that I would say are tools that people can use right now to really help Streamline their productivity in a in um, what I called on my own show recently the pajama productivity the pajama economy. I <laughs> and, love that. <laughs> and uh, and that is one time management tools. Um, you know, I I use Google Calendar. I know you've seen my Google Calendar, and it yes. it can be very intimidating to people to see my Google Calendar, but it's actually um, it 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 looks like a quilt, like the old uh, multi. Color thread quilts, you know you know what I'm talking I love about it, it yes. looks Passed like that down
1: from generation yes to generation. where there's <laughs> all
0: kinds of threading and colors and everything and that's what my that's what my schedule looks like on the screen when you see it, but each of those colors designate different functions or responsibilities that I have, and so when I look at my schedule, um, not only am I staying on task and meeting different um, you know having different meetings and things but there are task completions. It works almost as a to-do list as well. And I know in my frame of mind, by looking at my calendar, I know what areas. Am I doing audio production? Am I doing finance? Am I doing a sales call? Am I? Do- it's all color coordinated. I use just Google calendars, which is free. Um, I use that and it interfaces with all kinds of different programming that I use. So that's the first thing is the time management. And I feel like, during COVID, you know, during this pajama economy, you know, working from home, working remotely kind of thing, time management, I don't know how it is for others, but for me, it's been even more important than ever because otherwise it's easy to get distracted or it's easy to kind of like procrastinate everything, speaking from my own experience. So if I don't keep myself disciplined to a Mm -hmm. schedule and to a calendar and to to to-do lists, then I I can fall behind pretty quick, especially like you said, you know, having you know numerous businesses and a lot mm-hmm. of people that I'm responsible for supporting in their roles in in my different businesses you know, I I have to stay on top of it. So that's one tool is the calendars and the you know, block scheduling and task um,
1: scheduling yeah, and things I, and like that. And if I can just add to that, Matt, you know, it, it's funny you said that because at least three people this week was like, Oh, Veronica, can you send me the link so I can schedule on your calendar? And I was like, Ooh, I need to get that. And you know, there's so many free apps out there. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it properly, but Candly um Mm -hmm. That looks like calendar, but L-Y. And it's free and it'll set meetings up. It gives you your availability in in blocks of however you want, every 30 minutes, 45 minutes. So you absolutely hit that on the head. Um, I've heard so many people say since the pandemic, they feel like they're working more now that they're home than when they were outside of the house working forty to fifty hours a week. And it's so easy to just, okay, start working, stop working, start working. And if you can just get organized with your calendar, it makes you very efficient. So that's great advice.
0: Yeah, thanks. And and it's really been a lifesaver for me. And you know, and the other thing that it helps with on on the finance side of things, is I have one category and it's it's orange on my calendar. I'll just share with you, and it's my outlays. And so regular outlays that are reoccurring or auto drafts or when things are due, I've put them right onto my calendar, and it's specific. It's a specific color, and it's just so that I keep in mind, you know. Because the other thing that's happened in my experience, and maybe it's because you know in in three of my businesses particularly, they're based on advertising revenue. And during COVID time, the receivables have slowed down in how long it takes for the general average client to pay their bills, which is fine. You know, instead of where maybe pre-COVID, the receivables window was 18 to 22 days. Well, the receivables now may be 26 to 40 days. You know you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. Especially in winter time. And so it just helps me see okay i've got a batch of these different things coming up and and checking on receivables do i need to make a couple of reminders being sent out through quickbooks or or something like that because i you know cash flow is king you know you know mm-hmm. that and and so it's just a way for me to feel more engaged in what's going on in my business and and I and, and I think you noticed when when we were when you were seeing my calendar every single day at the start of my day there's a half hour on there and it says books books mm-hmm. every single that. day it starts off the one of the first things on my schedule every single day and it's blocked out is to go over the books and reconcile my books and make sure that everything is as expected and and staying on top of all that and it's so important um i don't know what it's been like for other businesses but i had to learn how to really tighten straps down um during COVID, you know Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh and had to keep track of every penny and it also keeps me honest to the benchmarks and the goals and moving forward too because mm-hmm. um, if, if, I, if I'm not staying on top of the tasks and, and what's happening with outlays and everything else, then I'm not motivated. And again, speaking for myself, in the pajama economy, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I can very easily get distracted by the beagle, the fireplace, the koi pond. You know, <laughs> all those kind Absolutely. of things. Absolutely. You know, because I enjoy all those things or pick up my I guitar and play it. for a while. And, and I have to stay on it. The other thing, the second thing that I recommend is a good CRM. Um, finding mm-hmm. uh, finding a good CRM uh, a customer relationship management tool I was uh, just
1: gonna say if you could explain that to folks that yeah. aren't familiar with what a CRM is
0: so um, there are some pretty basic ones as a matter of fact one that I would recommend for people if you've never used a CRM before or a customer relationship management um, program a lot of people talk about Salesforce I find Salesforce to be pretty comprehensive and it can become cumbersome it's very mm-hmm. easy to go down a rabbit hole where it becomes as much a job as your job, um, you know, yeah, and I'm
1: familiar it, with Salesforce. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, you know, it can be a really great tool, but it also can, you know, for somebody who likes getting into the nuts and bolts of technology, you can go down a rabbit hole with Salesforce and end up be, you can become cumbersome, especially for managers and for owners. If you're using a CRM within your business and you have Salesforce, you can end up burdening your Salesforce or your customer relationship you know, um, employees to the point of compliance with a CRM takes away from them being able to do their primary job, which is taking care of your clients and customers. Uh, mm-hmm. so, um, there's one out there, it's web-based, it's called pipe drive. Um, pipe drive is really inexpensive. It's very intuitive. It's a great starter CRM. Um, and I actually, I use that for, uh, for my media company, um, Salesforces. forces. Uh, it's got a nice interface, and what a CRM does, it allows you to put in information about all your customers and have a nice, you know, point-click um, and drag kind of management of their um, of their relationship with you, Uh, Mm -hmm. whether it's contract renewals, if it's specific needs for the customer, keeping track of what you've done for them or what they need and interactions you've had. And it can help just really stay on top of the individual relationship with each customer. So you don't have to rely on your brain to remember everything. You can do it right on there. For a Salesforce side of things, for management of a Salesforce, you can use it, whether you're, whether you're a plumbing company or if you're a um, private contractor or a business coach or anything else, you can set up a pipeline on there that is initial contact, follow-up, scheduling a proposal, um, servicing a contract. You can create your own custom pipeline and just click and drag each client through that process as you progress through the sales relationship. Uh, So that's the second thing is a CRM. For me, I wouldn't be in business for myself in 2021 without having some basic CRM knowledge. So oh, that's
1: the, g- great to know.
0: Yeah, so that's the second thing. The third thing that I would say, because I always say threes, and this is going to seem, it, it, well, I, I say threes, but I want to add an addendum to the scheduling thing, okay? Can mm-hmm, I go back? Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to do that? Um, Absolutely. I, I have created uh, for myself um, recurring workflow checklist type thing it's it's a document that i've created and it has my daily uh, responsibilities at the top of the page and i have a clipboard it sits right on my desk And um, the top part of that page has little blocks for Monday through Friday and has a list of things that I have to do every day. They're recurring things like checking the books, um, checking my emails, um, updating Mm -hmm. my scheduling, um, social media posts, things like that. And as I complete them each day, I check them off. And then the bottom two-thirds of that single page are my daily things like there's a Monday and there's things I have to do every Monday there's and then it says Tuesday and there's like three or four items that I do every Tuesday and I and as I complete them I check them off so I consider that as part of the scheduling thing but it's an important component you know so I'm a little bit old school I still have some analog clipboard kind of stuff (laughs)
1: but and you know nothing's wrong with that for people that do like to do digital they have like the digital post-its like the little sticky notes and then you could put that on your desktop too so everything just to me sounds like it's just a modification of an old school to-do list yeah. on a sheet of paper. It's just it, how you slice and dice it.
0: And I use my calendar, like I was uh, I was mentioning earlier, I use the calendar to set reminders and task completions and things. It's not just meetings, but I also mm-hmm. have on my calendar different um, objectives, different tasks are on there as well. But if if that goes by the schedule and I didn't do it, it's not checked off or not checked off, you know? And so having mm-hmm. a physical clipboard on my desk that has the sheet, and I, and I print out four weeks sheets at a time. And then I have a little block for notes. And if little things come up, like old-fashioned to-do notes, I just write it right on there. And if I get to the end of Friday and I look back through, I see if there's anything that I didn't complete. And if there's any notes on the to-do list that I didn't complete, I carry them over to the next week. So um, it's Mm -hmm. part of the scheduling thing. But it also interfaces those calendars. You can interface with the CRM. You can set reminders on your CRM for specific clients and everything else. And you you can coordinate it with your calendar too. So they link up together. Um, Mm -hmm. And so the third thing, now bring it back around. The third thing that I would suggest is vital, and it's going to sound a little bit weird, but um, you have to take time. I have taped right to the, I'm looking at it right now on my monitor. I have it taped to the top center of my monitor frame. It says, in the middle of a busy life, take some time to be a kid again. Um, And it's finding time to have fun. You know, when you're working Mm -hmm. from home, home can become all work. And, yes. and, and so setting, setting some kind of compartmentalization doesn't mean that it's, okay, well, I'm working a traditional nine to five. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. like that. Um, there mm-hmm. are some times where I'm doing a lot of my productivity work, a, a lot of production work and different things like that at 11 o'clock at night, and I'll work till two in the morning. If that's when I feel motivated to do it, I right. do it, and then I check it off my clipboard <laughs> You yeah. know when I get yeah. it done. Um, if it's a really nice, sunny, warm day, and I want to go walk around the lake or something like that, well... if if I have um, just task completion scheduled from lunchtime until two o'clock, well, I'm going to throw that to nine to 11 PM and I'm going out for a walk. That's one of the benefits, Mm -hmm. but potential downfalls of working from home and remote working is that you do have that flexibility. So, um, you know, it can it can cut two ways. You can either end up losing all productivity or you can become so encompassed in your work because it's right there with you, it's omnipresent, that you forget to take a t- take time to have fun and to break away from it. And so that's the third component that I would say specifically since it's the experience that I'm that I'm living through right now of working from home and running multiple businesses from my home office is that I have to make sure that I break away from work and I just have some fun and don't put my phone on, don't put the computer on, don't, you know, don't, I love w- it. don't well, that, walk in that's the studio, perfect- you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well then that's the perfect transition to the next thing I wanted to talk about before we wrapped up was just fun things to do when, you know, certain stores are closed and you can't have so many people and you don't feel safe necessarily. Um, going out to eat with certain people. What are some things that you like to do, Matt, in your free time that you feel is COVID safe?
0: So um, we're fortunate. Not everyone has this opportunity, and so I'm grateful, and I, I'm I'm sensitive to it. But we live on the side of a mountain, so we have room to breathe outside of our house. Awesome, you know. That's great. And but because we're on the side of a mountain, it's not like we have flat space. You know, we we there's not a whole lot of usable space outside Mm -hmm. of our house. But what I've done over the last... I guess, what, the last year <laughs> that all this has been like this, is we have carved out some small spaces where where we created epicenters of relaxation, you know. And mm-hmm. so in small little spaces that we had available outside the house, um, I created a little fire pit. And then next to the fire pit, I went ahead and I dug down, I think you've seen the pictures of it, but I dug out um, a little area that's about um, 15 feet long, Five feet wide and about two and a half feet deep, and I oh, wow. created a koi pond. And so cool. now, yeah, so now it's got a couple of fountains. It's got a couple little waterfalls. We've got about we've got about twenty fish um, in that the pond so awesome. and it's right next to the fire pit. It's, it, you know, the fire and pit is was right above so it.
1: So easy to do. Didn't cost a lot of money. It didn't and... cost a lot of
0: money, but it did require physical labor and it yep. gave me a chance to break away from work, which is here at home. And so exactly. it gave me a project when weather was nicer and, and I went ahead and, and you know, with the kids and everything and we worked on it and then we went, uh, we found some different stones, different places and put them around the pond and, uh, uh, and now you know it's it's a great thing when we do have nice enough weather. We've got chairs set up right around the fire pit, which is also right over the pond, and we can sit mm-hmm. there and have a have a nice little fire. And and in all, I mean, as far as the to- the total footprint, it's about twenty feet wide um, and and across one way, and maybe between the chairs, the fire pit, and the pond, about twelve feet the other way. So twenty feet by twelve feet. Uh, wow. And, and so you know, that's probably doable for some folks. And you want to make sure if you're in a rental situation that you're allowed to do things like that. But that's one of the things we did. The other thing that we've done also um, involves some physical labor and is that we've been uh, going one room at a time in the house and kind of doing like home elbow grease renovations. You know, like we just um, we just completed this past weekend um, completely overhauling my son's bedroom you know, Mm -hmm. and we actually emptied out his closet, took shelves out and everything and found that it was enough space for him to put a little desk in there. And so we've got a lamp in there and he closes his closet door to hide his own little office space, you know? And so it's his schoolwork. And this was something else too. Same thing for me as an adult running businesses, needing a chance to break away from it. His classroom was his bedroom. And so he didn't have a way to get away from school because he's been learning at home and, and, and in a conversation it, it it became apparent like, you know, well, you know, he could work in the dining room or, you know, other places in the kitchen or things like that, but he's got cats climbing all over his laptop and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And he he does better when he has a quiet place to focus. Well, being able to close away the desk in his room in the closet and we just, you know, we got rid of a lot of clothes he wasn't wearing so it would all fit into his dresser. <laughs> and everything right? <laughs> and, um, but now he's able to hide away school he can get away from school by simply closing his closet doors
1: that is so you know, cool so
0: just that's you know sick. things like that it's, it's little projects that's what we have found for, um, for some fun and getting out hiking and fishing and things like that when we can you know, but winter. Yeah, I think it's, you. Uh, hit it you know. on
1: the head. Like people probably have to get a little bit out of their comfort zone. I've heard so many people saying they, me personally too, you're cooking more because you're home, or you couldn't go out to eat as much, or you didn't trust going out to eat. And same thing is like, I'm not necessarily a do-it-yourself type of person, but I definitely have done a little bit more projects as well. Cause you have the time. And like you said, it's almost like therapy, you know, yeah. to get your mind out of work and doing something with your hands.
0: Oh, believe me. I, I have never come close to doing anything for a koi pond. I have one koi pond, but I tell people that's my third one. Cause the first two, I, the first two attempts to fill it with water and everything were disasters. you know like it leaked through i didn't do the i didn't do the liner right or i didn't have it balanced right so um like the water was spilling over one part of it instead of filling it all the way up and you know but it's a learning lesson now um like michelle my partner she's like people would pay you money to make something like that you know because it's a Uh beautiful little koi pond it's it's really Uh turned out great You know, but, um, yeah, having the little home projects and everything. And like the other thing that we've been doing with the weather, the way it's been is, um, I just ran to Lowe's and I got some, I I got some, um, uh, some two by sixes and we've been framing out some little rectangles where we can outside the house where we plan on the spring, going ahead and do some raised box gardening. You know, we don't have a whole lot of, we don't have a whole lot of space to do that because we're on the side of a mountain, you know, it's, it's pretty vertical land and it's all forested, but there's little spaces around the edging of the house or along the driveway or things like that where we're building some raised boxes and we plan on doing some gardening um, starting in the spring. So, you know, it's just just little it. things, having fun, getting your hands dirty and, you know, a little bit of elbow grease. It does good for everybody to stay sane and take a break away from school or work.
1: Yes. Well, I appreciate you so much being my first guest and getting my feet wet with having my own show. And um, I hope that this won't be your last time on the Veronica Edwards Show.
0: Oh, I'm looking forward to you interviewing a whole bunch of other people. Oh,
1: man, I'm excited. I already
0: know what I think. I can't wait to hear you dialogue and and pick brains with um, different people you're going to have on the show in the weeks to come.
1: It sounds great. Well, thank you again for the opportunity. I'm just so blessed and fortunate. All right. Well, I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this first show of the Veronica Edwards show. And if anybody wants to get in contact with me, you can email me at Veronica.Edwards at balancevirtually.com. I know that's a long one. Or you can call me directly at 828-585-7332. Thank you guys again. And I'll talk to you guys soon.